Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spitting Statistician, a.k.a. The Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Y'all know what it is. Ya tu sabe que lo que to the stats over beat cipher. Boy, do we got a show for you today as we slide on in to week number six. As usual, we'll look back on week five. We'll talk about the mass unit right who got hurt who are the next men up potentially and if i believe in them or not we will hold speeds the spitting statistician accountable we'll talk about what i got right we will also talk about what we got wrong very few hosts on this network or anywhere will hold themselves accountable and be transparent if someone put it in my eye and i got to see someone put it in my eye up close if you saw me on twitter at Spittin' Speeds, if you subscribe on Patreon, Stats Over Beats represent. You saw that I was at a game on Sunday where somebody put it in my eye. Then we will move forward and we'll look at waivers going ahead to week six, okay? We'll go position by position. The guys that I like, the guys that I think may be good as a short-term fill-in, and the guys that are fugazi that you need to forget about. And then, as always, in our final segment, we will open up the phone lines, we will answer your calls, and we'll make sure everybody here does what they need to do to win their leagues and win that cast. Hey, Lance Davis, do me a favor. Tell them what button they need to smash over here, because two is not enough right now. I already got one dislike as well. That's all right. Keep it moving then, brother man, whoever you are. It is all good. What up, Jeremy McMahon? Dilly dilly to everybody, all right? Here's the other thing. I got a poll question up, and I think it's interesting. I wanted to make this poll question, honestly, just because I've never seen anything like this before. There are four teams in the NFL with identical two, two, and one records, okay? Remember, in the NFC North, we got the Vikings and the Packers. They are both now two, two, and one. In the AFC North, we have the Steelers and the Browns. They are now both two, two, and one. So the poll question is, out of the four, Four teams in the NFL that are two, two, and one. Which you have most faith in will right the ship and make a playoff run. Is it the Vikings, the Packers, the Browns, or the Steelers? Thanks to the over 150 people who have already voted. But if you want to get down as we put the fun in functional sports content, you can always... Follow me at Spittin' Speeds. Vote in the poll. All right, that's how we do it. Jatusabe. All right, let's get into uh, it. Since we last spoke... Since we last spoke. Oh, and by the way, did I tell you about the Patriots boat racing them? 
on Thursday Thursday Night Football. We're going to get into what I got right, what I got wrong. Some of the stuff that I got right happened in Thursday Night Football. But first, the updates, the updates, the injuries, the mass unit from Week 5. Listen, Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks had concussions. They're in the protocol. It looks like Cup may be out of it already. So we'll talk about what that means. Obviously, Robert Woods gets maybe a little bit more of a target share. But do I believe in guys like Josh Reynolds and others who are stepping in on Sunday against Seattle? I'll let you know a little bit later on in the show. Matt Breida has an ankle injury, okay? They took him for an MRI. It looked bad, okay? Next man up is Alfred Morris, if you believe in that. It is not Raheem Mozart. I do not care about him at all. Alfred Morris may be someone we talk about a little bit later on in the show when we come to our waiver wire ads. Down there in Jacksonville, you know about Leonard Fournette, right? Cool. And I've been telling you for weeks that TJ Yeldon, in my opinion, has standalone value because, as I told you, Dr. A from Inside Injuries told us, yes, Leonard Fournette will get hurt again. So everybody on Twitter who's telling me, oh, man, I dropped Yeldon for Grant and then back tried to get Yeldon. I told you guys that Yeldon had standalone value, that Fournette was going to be iffy. You may want to stay with Yeldon. And now all of a sudden you have uh, a workhorse running back on your hands. But what I will say this is that they went ahead today, Jacksonville. They added Jamal Charles. To their roster, okay? I still think Yeldon is the man for the workload. It looks like to me that Charles is kind of replacing, if anything, this Corey Grant role. Grant had a list Frank issue, his foot. He's on IR, okay? So I love Yeldon, but you probably already have him rostered. Just so you know, Jamal Charles has been added to the committee out there. Also, carry on Johnson, our boy. Carry on. He got banged up. A little bit of an ankle issue, but he's going to be fine. And here's the thing. Detroit, the Jim Bob Cooter-led Lions, they have a bye this week anyway, so Kerryon Johnson should have plenty of time to be healed up and ready to go for week seven next time they come back. That's what happened on Sunday, right? Then yesterday, we got news of not one but two players that might be on your fantasy roster that got sent to IR. First of all, the big one, Jay Ajayi sent to IR, okay? Tore his ACL in that game against the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. Now, a lot of people are asking me, what do we do, Speeds? Is it Corey Clement? Is it Wendell Smallwood? Is it Darren Sproles? Here's what I'll tell you. Are they going to go trade for LaShawn McCoy? Here's what I'll tell you. I don't think they're trading. I think trading in the NFL at this point is very hard. Okay, we saw that with the Lev Bell. We've seen it with, like, you know, it's, it's, it's few and far between when trades like this in-season happen. And then even if they do, you know, there's familiarity with the offense, there's the contract, there's them getting up to speed and all that stuff. I know it kind of, like, makes sense when people are thinking about it, like, in terms of other sports, like at the baseball trade deadline or the basketball trade deadline. You'd be like, hey, Buffalo, they got nothing to play for. They could just move McCoy. No problem. He knows he's been in Philly before. No problem. It's not that simple, okay? I don't think that's going to happen. Now, we could get news in the next three hours that that, is happening. I don't think that's what's going to happen. What I think is going to happen is they're going to rely on Corey Clement, on Wendell Smallwood, and on Darren Sproles when he is back fully healthy. How I rank them, I'll let you know in a hot second. I think it's Clement as uh, my priority. I would prioritize Clement, then Smallwood, then Sproles. But in PPR settings, I think Sproles could be very, very interesting. But you need to know about that because J.I. Jai is done for the rest of the year. Also, Rastafari, King Hali Selassie, Austin Safari, and Jenkins with the blood clot. Ire Yano. He's on IR. That core muscle injury that he had at the beginning of the season, he tried to play through. It is not happening. Listen, is that a bump up for some of these other Jaguars wide receivers? The D.D. Westbrooks, Keelan Coles, the Dante Moncriefs? 
maybe, but as you know, I have been saying it and I will continue to say it. I am not investing in that Blake Bortles led offense. Just not. You saw what happened, right? On Sunday against Kansas City when he threw like four picks. That's, I think, unfortunately. But we're going to start to see more of, of Blake Bortles. I think he turns into a pumpkin pretty soon. So I would stay away from that. Um, those are guys that are leaving. Guys that are on the comeback that I want to let you know about so you can get ahead of it. Greg Olson is targeting week six for his return. Um, he may have been dropped. Can't, listen, the Panthers had a bye. He was injured. He may be available. He is worth a check. Remember, tight end is such a mass unit, okay? We even just lost Austin Farron Jenkins, right? We've lost so many. If you can get Greg Olson for a stash, whether it's this week or in a couple weeks when he comes back, do that right now, all right? The other guy who's coming back who I think is interesting may come back in week seven, maybe week eight. I've been saying for weeks here, like my man, the fantasy executive would say, Lamar Miller sucks, We've seen recently that they're going to Alfred Blue even, right? Like Lamar Miller was active but didn't play. They're going to uh, Alfred Blue. He didn't do it. You know who's coming back in like two weeks? Dante Foreman. And Dante Foreman is a guy who at the beginning of the season, you know, I was saying, I think he is the best back in Houston. Jilly Dilly, if you have on your notes from like late in August or early in September, Jilly Dilly, do me a favor. In your notes, when you find this, put it up on Patreon when I said, I believe that for the fantasy playoffs for the second half of the year, that Deontay Foreman would be the starting running back for the Houston Texans. I said it all August long. I said, you're going to have to wait for six to eight weeks. But then I thought that Lamar Miller would suck and that Deontay Foreman would be uh, the starting running back for when you need him in the fantasy playoffs. It is trending in that direction, and he may be on track for a return in week seven. So if you need it, you want to get ahead of the game, that is a name to understand. We talk about the trade deadline and how... You know, you may start to see here some buzz. You may start to see here some rumors or reports. Well, here hearing reports. We are hearing reports right now that the Miami Dolphins may be shopping Devontae Parker. Okay, wide receiver Devontae Parker, often injured, often made fun of, and that might be a change of scenery kind of thing, right? It may all it takes is one coach. All it takes is one being like, ah, I think with a change of scenery, or we can coach him up, we can make him better. So keep an eye out on that. Perhaps Dallas. Buffalo, you know, there are a lot of places out there we've been talking about that are bereft of other wide receiver options. Devontae Parker may be on the move. I don't think this is something to really add him on rosters because he's not rosterable right now, but just something to keep an eye on because it may change the composition and the target share of other guys you do have on any team if he were to be on the move. All right, let's talk here about what I saw in week six. Oh, we, excuse me, in week five. And first off, like I said, we got this poll question up, right? So um, right now, people believe in the Minnesota Vikings. People believe the Vikings are the best actual team out of these four that are 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. 46% say the Vikings. Although I got to tell you, you know, Cook is banged up. That's a problem for me. Their offensive line has been a concern for me. And, you know, they gave up. They gave up a boatload of points to the Rams. I know that's the Rams offense, but they're not all they're cracked up to be. Um, this year. So I don't know. I would get cause for pause on that one. You got Chicago lurking in that division as well. 24% of you say the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe they get back on the good foot in a couple of weeks with Le'Veon Bell. You saw what Antonio Brown was able to do last week. So that's possible. 17% say the Green Bay Packers. I think that's all a function of Aaron Rodgers and his health. You know, they laid an egg out there in Detroit on week five. 
It's about Aaron Rodgers' health to me. And then 13% of you say the Cleveland Browns. You swept up with that Baker mania. So we may see. Also, here's the other thing I'll say. I don't know how many times I got to tell people. If you are part of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, if you listen to Speeds the Spitting Statistician, what do I say all the time? The home dogs. Man, take those home dogs. I hate betting against the home dog, right? Well, I did last week. My boy Mike Blewett did last week. And it came back to bite them in their hind parts. Home dogs last week. Detroit was a home dog. They won outright against Green Bay. Buffalo was a home dog. They won outright against Tennessee. The Cleveland Browns were home dogs. They won outright against Baltimore. The Seattle Seahawks were big-time home dogs, more than a touchdown home dog. What'd they do? Keep it to a two-point game, all right? I spin it forward. There's something like seven home dogs coming up this week in week six. I'm telling you right now, and some of them look crazy. Those home dogs continue to come through, all right? So I don't know if that's like technically something I got right or wrong, but if you know, you've been listening to Stats Over Beat Cypher, I have been telling you guys for a long, long time about the home dogs. Que lo que, JC? You know what it is? Dump Baldwin. I don't know if he's uh, dumpable just yet, Kong Fuzi. Baldwin, to me, is one of those guys, and I know I hate saying this. I say it all the time. I wouldn't drop him. You can't trade him because you're not going to get anything but pennies on the dollar. You just got to grin and bear it sometimes with a guy like Baldwin because he might have his weeks moving forward. Okay, remember, they were playing the Los Angeles Rams last week. I know he didn't do anything. I have, him on, I have some shares of him on my bench. I think he's just got to... Stay on the bench right now. Yeah, Larry M., you know about those home dogs, okay? So that's where I'm going for. Is Jordan Reed a Fugazi? No, he is not, JC. He is not a Fugazi. Here's what, though, I saw last night. An entire Washington offense is not to be depended upon. They don't really have anything dynamic. I thought Jordan Reed should have gotten more targets over the middle, okay, and stuff like that. So I wouldn't drop him. He's not a Fugazi, um, but... And Jeremy, JC, I, I would not drop him by any stretch of the imagination, okay? If you're dead tired of him and you don't want to play this game anymore with him, maybe look to trade him, okay? Because, listen, tight end is such a wasteland. There have been, there are teams out there that are going to be thirsty for tight ends, okay? And if you want to target someone that maybe is coming back later, you want to bring an Evan Ingram back? You want to bring an O.J. Howard back? You want to do that, a Jack Doyle or something like that and play the long game with it? Maybe I understand because you're sick and tired of Jordan Reed, but he's not droppable. Get something for him if you're going to do that, right? Yes, JC, drop Jordan. Ah, for Make America Braid again, though. I do like Making America Braid again. I like him a lot, okay? Remember, you've heard my narrative on this. I believe Tampa, they're going to be throwing a lot. They're going to be down. I think Winston is with Cameron Brait in terms of their connection. So I love Brait if he's out there. I just don't know if Reed is the low man on your totem pole. That's the thing uh, that is my question. Yes, Lance Davis, Ricky Seals-Jones does suck, unfortunately. All right, let's talk about what I got right, what I got wrong, and then we'll answer some of the, uh, some of the other questions that are out there in the Stats Over Beach chat room. Don't forget, later on in the show, in the third segment, we'll open up the phone lines as well. We'll open up the phones if you want to join the fun here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Let me tell you what I got right uh, in week five. I told you which streaming defenses to have, right? On the Thursday show, I gave you streaming defenses. I told you I liked Cincinnati against Miami. Yeah, three turnovers and two defensive touchdowns later, they were the number one defense in the week. All right? Hopefully, you listen to speeds. Another defense I gave you, I gave you the Arizona Cardinals against C.J. Bethard. What'd they do? Five turnovers and one defensive touchdown. I told you about the Carolina Panthers that I liked as a streaming defense, right? Three turnovers and a touchdown. I also gave them out as a survivor play. And 
Ooh, did they eke through. I told you I liked the Patriots as a survivor play. They won. Cincy as a survivor play. They won. Carolina as a survivor play. Thank you, Graham Gano. They won. And the New Orleans Saints as a survivor play. They won. So my fantasy streaming defenses that I gave you were all on point last week. I told you about my concern of Dalvin Cook. I am still concerned. He did not play, and I don't think it's getting better. This could be a longer-term thing. Keep an eye out on that. I told you on Thursday Night Football two things would happen, that they would feed Julian Edelman, especially in the first drive. I told you I guarantee that the first play of the game was going to be a target to Julian Edelman. What'd they do on the first play of the game? A throw to Julian Edelman. I also told you that my guy, the stereotype in the stats overbeat cipher, Lance Davis, strong style, not Mitsubishi, not Panasonic, but my man Sony makes it happen. I told you he was going to have better game flow, 18 characters. 98 yards and a touchdown in the last two games now a good game flow for the Patriots he has 43 carries that's what I'm talking about now this week against Kansas City maybe far more of a James White game because that's going to be a shootout the total in that one is already at 59 I wouldn't be surprised if by the time I talk to you guys on Thursday if it's up in the 60s right Eckler Austin Eckler I talked about standalone value regardless of Melvin Gordon okay he gets another 60 yards and a touchdown he just makes plays and I've been telling you about this Houston Texans offensive line and how they're going to prevent Deshaun Watson he looks like he ain't going to make the season I am worried for Deshaun Watson's health we'll talk about what I got wrong and the waivers that I like position by position, come on back. It's fantasy freestyle. You know what it is. Spitting statistician, stable genius, vocal minority. Smash that like button. I'll answer some questions. Let's go. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844 844- 843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Network. Jatusabe, you know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez with the Stats Over Beat Cypher. Thanks, guys. You guys are doing all right. We up to 38 likes, but let's go. We need a little bit more. Like my man Strong Style says, smash that like button. You know what the stable genius is doing it. All right. Um, so thanks to everybody out there. Um, telling a friend to tell a friend. Following me on Twitter. Hit me up on Patreon. Some good stuff on Patreon. I got to give a shout out to people later on in the show. I got to tell you, some of our subscribers, yo, the Stats Overbeat Cypher, we had a good week. I'll tell you all about it uh, in the next segment. Here's what I want to do. Listen, here's what I got wrong. Very few people will tell you. Multiple things they got wrong and hold myself accountable. But that's what I'm going to do. Um, I told you guys that Robbie Anderson was officially cuttable, right? I said you could drop Robbie Anderson. He was like, oh, yes, Bids, let me show you, right? And I was there. I was at the Jets game, if you saw me, um, at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. I was there, you know, club, 
uh, Coach's Club right there on the field. It was good stuff, right? Robbie Anderson put it in my eye. Three catches, 123 yards, and two touchdowns. I don't know. Like, he's going to be on the waiver wires as a popular ad. I don't know that I'm investing in him yet, though. I want to see it one more time, okay? Because Quincy Anunwa was nowhere on Sunday. So I want to see what happens when Anunwa is also there. I don't know yet that Darnold trusts the deep ball as much. I think Darnold is profiling as someone who's going to be more conservative, going to be more poised and concerned, not not really take those risks. You know what I mean? He's more Alex Smith than he is Pat Holmes, let's say. Right, So I don't know if having that deep ball guy, Robbie Anderson, is still viable. Last year, for example, it was Josh McCown, right, who would chuck it up. So that's what I think is an issue, but he put it in my eye for one week. I will say this. I've also been talking a lot of smack about the Kansas City Chiefs defense. They had a good game, five turnovers and a defensive touchdown against Jacksonville. But again, border service was in full effect. The other thing, listen, I've been telling you guys that Andy Dalton, and Joe Flacco are two quarterbacks that I kind of do like. And they had, you know, eh, kind of efforts, right? Dalton goes for 248, a touchdown and a pick. Flacco goes for 298, but no touchdowns in that loss against Cleveland um, in overtime, right? So I, if I told you about those guys and you took my advice on those, it was not the best. The other thing I'll say, and this is like I didn't get wrong, but I didn't get necessarily right either. When I gave him my DFS lineup, I told you about the game stack, and I said I would game stack this Atlanta-Pittsburgh game. I said it was the highest total at 58, and I said that there was probably some fantasy goodness there, and there was, and the total went to exactly 58. It was 41-17 Pittsburgh with the W, right? So it wound up being a total of 48, I mean 58. So that was there, but I was on like Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, but Julio only goes five for 62. You know, I was on Vance McDonald there, right? He only went one catch for six yards. So that was a bad call by me. I was, I I got it wrong on that one, but there was, there was stuff to be had. If you went on the other way, right? If you went Connor instead of Freeman, for example, you returned, you know, 185 yards and two touchdowns that probably helped you. He was number one in fantasy all week, right? Um, Isaiah Crowell, notwithstanding with the rushing yards. Um, if you went Antonio Brown, if you went like other places, you know, so I went the major guys in Atlanta, right? With Julio, the stack with Ryan, and then subprime guys in Pittsburgh with Vance McDonald. If you flipped it and went with the big names in Pittsburgh and the sub names in Atlanta, you did really well because then you might have had Connor, Antonio Brown, and you might have wound up with a Hooper who went nine catches for 77 yards or a Muhammad Sanu. It's a new day who had 73 yards and a touch, right? So I was on that. You, it was in the right hunting grounds, but just went the other direction. All right, here's what I want to do, guys. I want to answer some questions that are out there right now. So what I see is Lorenzo G out there. Am I starting Howard or Buck Allen in standard? Because it is standard, I'm still on Jordan Howard. If it was PPR, it'd be Buck Allen. But the standard one, you want those volume, more plotting running backs. That's what uh, Howard is. I still think Buck Allen has a little bit of Alex Collins to contend with. Uh, I know Howard defecated the mattress in that six-touchdown performance in Chicago against Tampa, but they knew to attack Tampa via the pass because of that secondary. So I would still go with Jordan Howard, Lorenzo. David V is asking me, should I trade Deshaun Watson for Sony Michelle in PPR? Now, in PPR, Sony's not as good as he really is in standard, right? Because in PPR, James White is the back. But Sony Michelle has been productive, I believe will be productive. What I don't know, David V, is who is your other quarterback? Yes, I'm down on Deshaun Watson. I think he's going to get hurt. 
I just think he's going to get hurt. If you all saw Sunday Night Football, I've been talking about him like seeing the rush, but Bill O'Brien is like, F it, let's risk him on scrambles as well. Not once, not twice, but three times on like the two or the three yard line, he got clocked. Once by like Jalen Smith, once by a safety. I truly am worried about if Deshaun Watson will last the rest of the season. So David, you know, Deshaun Watson is a big-time quarterback. Do, if you have another quarterback that you're happy with, right, if you drafted Deshaun Watson and Jared Goff, if you drafted Deshaun Watson and Matt Ryan or and Patty Mahomes, yes, then go ahead and do that. But if you're then picking right now from the bottom of the barrel the waiver wire for your new quarterback, then no. So if you have the backup death behind Deshaun Watson, I say it's all good. Strong style is the time to drop Larry Fitzgerald. Wow. It might be, strong style. It might be. It depends on the size of your league. If you're in an 18-team league, in a 10-team league, yeah, go ahead. If you're in a 12-team league, that's where I'm conflicted. In 14 and larger, then no, you keep them. I kind of think Larry Fitz might be more of the same as what I was talking about before. Like, you can't drop him and you can't trade him. You kind of just got to grin and bear it. What I will say this, though, is one of my wide receiver waiver ads is the other wide receiver in Arizona, Christian Kirk. I think he might have some rapport with the Rosen one, and he might be ascending. Fitzy is all banged up, too. So, Strong Style, my thing is, like, you go ahead and decide to drop him. Then what happens a month from now when he's, like, more healed up and ready to go? You know what I mean? And it's, like, week you know, it's week 10 and you need a wide receiver for your playoff push. And all of a sudden, Larry Fitzgerald is back there and has his chemistry with Rosen already back, you know. So that's my hesitancy, strong style. But I understand the frustration. Jordan C., trade Buck Allen for Devontae Freeman. Uh, here's my thing. On its, fa- on its face, the knee-jerk reaction is like, yeah, go get Devontae Freeman. Sure. I'm concerned about Devontae Freeman's health. If you want to risk the potential health where this could crap out and be a zero for you because he's on IR in the fantasy playoffs, if you're okay with that risk, and that's what trades are all about, right? The risk of what might happen. That's my concern as it relates to Devontae Freeman. I'm really worried about guys like him. I'm worried about Deshaun Watson and some others health-wise. But sure, all other things being equal, I'm completely cool with that. Jeremy C., wide receiver waiver pickup, Taiwan Taylor, Callaway, or Christian Kirk. Um, we're talking about this a little bit, you know, moving on. I like Christian Kirk. I like Christian Kirk. I think they're dialing it back, they've said, for Antonio Callaway. There's other receivers there as well. You know, Landry's there and Joku's there, the backside of the backfield. Whereas with Christian Kirk, listen, we're talking about how Larry Fitzgerald is not doing much. People in the chat room are talking about how Ricky Seals-Jones sucks. Yeah, there's David Johnson, but outside of that, Kirk could really be ascending as a more major option. So I like Kirk. And with Tywan Taylor... The Tennessee Titans pass offense is just something I don't believe in until I see it. I think Corey Davis is all right and rosterable or startable. Deion Lewis is there. Outside of that, I know people are high on Taiwan Taylor, but for me, uh, I want to see it before him. He's not going to be someone who I'm early on. Let's put it that way. Of those, Jeremy, I'm going with Christian Kirk out of Arizona. So let's tell you guys now about generally what I like on the waiver wire this week. At the quarterback position, guys. At the quarterback position, what I got to tell you, what I'm really intrigued by, because at this point in the season, the guys that are there, you know all the names, right? You know all the names. I'm bringing up some of the most heavily added people now um, in Yahoo and otherwise, which is a good little, uh, you know, kind of uh, rule of thumb for the rest, right? And there's names that we talked about before, Baker Mayfield, Andy Dalton, Blake Bortles. You know how I feel about those guys. 
The two that I think are interesting are the two that are coming off buys last week. Mitchell Trubisky and Jameis Winston. Mitchell Trubisky is owned in only 24% of leagues. I'm telling you right now, though, he's not the guy I'm targeting. If you really need him because you lost a quarterback or you have a quarterback on a buy, like you have Drew Brees and no one else and they're on buy and there's no other options, okay, fine. Do what you got to do there at Miami this Sunday. But if I had my druthers, I would prioritize Jameis Winston. And for me, it's not even close. I've been telling you, Tampa is going to have to throw, throw, throw to keep up with other teams because their pass defense is blunt guts trash. They have no running game to speak of. I would not be surprised if Jameis Winston is putting it up 45, 50 times a game. So that leads to some fantasy goodness. Give me Jameis Winston as a quarterback to target above all others who are likely available this week i am not believing in blake bortles i mean the man threw four interceptions last week i know he had a decent game and the 430 yards sound fine but i'm worried that moving forward these turnovers are going to start as teams start to realize that they're plumb out of running backs they're going to start defending Blake a little bit differently, and I don't think that's good for Blake Bortles or Blake Bortles' owners, okay? So Jameis Winston is the one for me, at least uh, in the foreseeable future. Uh, And listen, this week they're at Atlanta, and you know how much they're inside on the dome, they're coming off their bye, and remember I've talked about Atlanta's safeties are banged up, coverage linebacker banged up, right? So that's a lot of goodness for that Tampa Bay pass offense. Let's talk about wide receivers, guys. I told you about Robbie Anderson. I'm not on him. I don't believe him just yet. I do, however, with the same narrative, believe in Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, if he is out there in your league, he is being heavily added right now. He's owned in about 35 to 40% of leagues. You can go out and get Chris Godwin if you need someone, okay? Remember, it is the Lions on a bye, the Saints on a bye. You may be in need of a wide receiver. You may not have a Michael Thomas, a Golden Tate, a Kenny Galladay. It would be, it would be so nice. That's for you, Steve. Um, you know, you may need even a Marvin Jones. So Chris Godwin is someone who, yes, I would take. If you still have Kiki Kute out there and he's still only 35% owned, listen, another seven targets. Another, he's in the backfield. They're trying to get him the ball, okay? I think that uh, QT is absolutely okay. Um, and I mentioned Christian Kirk. All right, so those are wide receivers that I kind of like. I like Godwin, I like Kiki QT, and I like Christian Kirk as my guys. No, I need to see Robbie Anderson a little bit more. I do not believe in the Seattle guys. Uh, Lockett is out there. I know he had a big game um, last week, and he's still, but he's 72% owned. I don't know that he's the guy I would look towards. You know, people talking about Baldwin as well. Baldwin is probably owned. If you can get Doug Baldwin, go grab him. That's fine. Go grab Doug Baldwin if he's out there, but I don't think he will be. All right, so for me, it's guys more, and it's not uh, Valdez Scantling. That's another very popular ad. It's not him for me because by the time next Monday night rolls around, I think Cobb or Allison will be there kind of, you know, sapping his value, sapping his opportunity. So that's the way I feel about uh, wide receivers that are out there. Let's move over to running back because that's where I think it is very interesting. There are some guys at running back that I think are important. So Jay Ajayi goes down, these Philly running backs. To me, well, first of all, Clement is owned in about 25% of leagues, Smallwood in only 10. 
I would prioritize Clement over Smallwood. I know Smallwood is the one who has been getting work lately, but that's because Clement himself has been out the last couple of days. He is participating in today's practice, coming back from a quad. I think it is going to be Clement who is the main guy. I would prioritize Clement over Smallwood, but I can understand making a claim for either one of those guys. You know, if Ingram and Kamara are on by for you, if you need someone, right? If you lost Kerryon Johnson on by, if you lost Jay Ajayi, if you lost Matt Breida, I can understand these guys. Um, I would prioritize Clement over Smallwood. I would also, though, over both of them, give me Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris is owned in 43% of leagues right now. He's going to be the lead back. I told you it's not Mostart. I told you Breida looks like he's banged up. We'll miss some time. I think this is going to be Alfred Morris. The only problem is... That offense is a problem. I don't think they're moving the ball well under C.J. Bethard, but you get a starting running back in the National Football League, so you got to take it, right? Um, Isaiah Crowell, the Crow Show, is owned in 77% of leagues. Sure, he's worth a look. Similar with Bilal Powell, 56% owned. Those are guys that I like, okay? The Eagles guys, I like Alfred Morris. And the other guy I'll give you, who is only 20% owned, so you can go get him right now, is Mike Davis out in Seattle. Okay, um, Mike Davis out in Seattle, I think is interesting. Rashad Penny is not part of this, right? Um, so I think Mike Davis and, and, and Carson are going to be an interesting committee. So I think Mike Davis is another running back you can look at. We'll do tight ends real quick. James P. wants to know my top streaming defensive options for week six. Generally speaking, we do that on the Thursday show. I can say this. I'm going to attack C.J. Bethard the same way I did so with the Arizona Cardinals defense. I'm going to do it again with Green Bay on uh, Monday night at home in Lambeau. Needing a win against C.J. Bethard? Yeah, I'll do that again. He might be someone I'll attack. But to be honest, my man James, hit me up on the Thursday show. We'll do a full segment on that, all right? So let's talk lastly about the tight end position. I told you that Greg Olson might be out there. If he is, go pick him up. But my number one tight end to add in waivers, and you can do it because my man is owned in only 33% of leagues because they are coming off the buy. It is Cameron. I am making America great again. Cameron Brait, I love it. I'm telling you this narrative. Tampa Bay Buccaneers passing game. W grab some of it. Grab it now. Jameis is back in the saddle. They've already had their bye, and their defense is blunt guts trash. They're going to be in shootouts back and forth, the same way I talk about like the Kansas City Chiefs being in shootouts. The Tampa Bay Bucks are going to be in shootouts. Jameis, garbage time, throwing the ball, no run game to speak of. That means Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin, Deshaun Jackson, Cameron Brait. Get them all if you can moving forward. Um, uh, Jeff Swaim. No, I'm not on that. I need to see that a little bit more before I believe in it. I told you about Greg Olson. He is now 65% owned, eyeing a return. I told you, listen, uh, Trey Burton is owned in 90% of leagues, but someone might have dropped him because of the buy. So that's an option as well. But those are some of the tight ends I like, but I cannot say it stronger enough. Cameron Brait, making America Brait again. This is going to be one of my calls. So next Tuesday, when I talk about what I got right, what I got wrong, we're going to be talking about Cameron Brait and this Tampa Bay passing offense and the production it gets you one way or the other. Real quick here, little NICB. 15 drop Aguilar or for Kiki or Sammy Watkins. I would not drop Nelson Aguilar. Um, I know he hasn't been as good since Jeffrey's back and now it went back, but you got to give them some time. Also, remember their running game. 
you know, they lose a Jai, so they may leverage Aguilar a little bit more in the short passing game. No, Aguilar is someone I would keep. I understand Kiki QT. I understand Sammy Watkins. Those are guys who are rosterable as well. But little Nick B15, let me know uh, who are the low men on your totem pole because maybe someone besides Aguilar is the right answer. Timothy T, should I trade away McCaffrey? Probably not in PPR for James White and Cup. That's interesting because James White can be a reasonable facsimile in some of that McCaffrey, and then you get in Cup as well. I can go either way on that, Timothy. I'm okay with that if you need the wide receiver of Cup, right? If you need an upgrade or if you need a wide receiver three, you need something like that, then I'm okay with. But it is a downgrade from CMC to James White. And here's the last thing I'll say on this one, Timothy, only if it's PPR formats. If it's a standard format, no, you do not do this. Lucky guy, lock it, Corey Davis or Sammy Watkins. Give me Corey Davis of the three. The number to call, guys, 347-767-6614. We'll put it in the chat room, and we'll start taking your calls for the final segment of the show. Yatu Sabe, Fantasy Freestyle, Stats Over Beat Cypher. Let's go. I'll tell you how uh, Cypher did over the weekend. We'll answer some phone calls, and we'll talk about Game of Inches as well. Come on back. It's the Fantasy Freestyle. You know what it is. Yatu Sabe. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. Dilly dilly to the stats overbeat cipher. A couple of people out there real quick. Yo, John Pope in the chat room. Thank you, man. Thank you. Daniel Garcia in the chat room. Thank you. I love my props. I love people saying it's an awesome show that they're liking it. The stats overbeat cipher is what it is, okay? That's how we do it. We help people win our leagues and win that cash. Tyrone Smith out there. Yes, Mike Davis is a good waiver wire pickup. I just mentioned that. I do believe he could be an interesting piece of that run game going forward. Yes, Sofa King. Robert Woods is a great play if he's the last man standing. I agree with some people, though, in the chat room. If there is no cup... And no um, cooks. Yeah, Josh Reynolds might be okay. Remember how I say it's the fantasy herd? And part of the fantasy herd is that you never know who it's going to be. It could be Reynolds. It could be Gerald Everett for all I know next week. But I'll still take the shepherd, and that is Jared Goff. Um, my cooks, though, Shemay Nguyen on the chat room. My, my concern with cooks is my fear is that this is not his first concussion. Remember the Super Bowl? And Brandon Cooks got rocked in the Super Bowl and missed most of that game. This would be, and I, I don't know if you saw this hit up in Seattle on Sunday. It was a big one. And uh, I'm concerned about him long term. Uh, so watch that. And that's my concern on Cooks. Last thing I'm going to say, Benny Vasquez out there. He's got this question about, you know, he wants to maybe move Connor. Because he's worried about what happens with Lev Bell. And I understand that. But here's what I'm going to say to Benny and everybody else out there that's trying to get ahead of this Pittsburgh Steelers stuff with Le'Veon Bell. And this is what I said. I said this on our show, I think, last week. This is the worst-case scenario for everybody. If Bell didn't play at all, Connor's an RB1 rest of the season. If Bell got traded somewhere else, somewhere else Bell, uh, Connor still, you know, back-end RB1 rest of the season. If he just comes back, here's the problem. Connor is no longer 
an RB1. He, in my opinion, becomes a flex play. But he does maintain some value. And the reason why is because I don't think that Lev Bell just becomes, boom, a workhorse like usual. I think they, it's something of a split. And we've seen starting to see some reports out there that they may have something of a timeshare. James Conner has proved himself. Right? So part of the reason everyone loves Lev Bell, part of the reason he was a top two or three pick is because he was one of those big-time workhorses like a David Johnson, like a Zeke Elliott. Not anymore. I think even when he comes back, they may work them both in, making downgrading both of them per se. And that is my concern, that both of them are in something more of a high-end kind of timeshare. Think back in the days, back a couple years ago, Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman. Think last year, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. It could be the difference of what we saw Lev Bell. What we think of as Lev Bell is what we saw out of Alvin Kamara in the last, in the first you know, five weeks of the season, right? And what we may see when Bell comes back is a split of Jones, uh, Connor, and Bell, similar to what we see with Ingram and Kamara, making both of them valuable and usable, but neither one of them that tried and true to, true elite workhorse stud. So that is a question for me. I see we got some phone calls on the line. We're going to get to them in a hot second. But, Danny, here's what I got to do first, brother man. I got to talk to everybody about how great the Stats Overbeat Cypher is, okay? I say it all the time. Nobody loves their audience, their fans, like Speeds, the Spit and Stats. Statistician. Thank you guys so much for all the love. We're up to 60 likes. We're up on all those follows. The Patreon subscribers are getting it in. I appreciate y'all. Check this out. Jamie Sanchez, new Patreon subscriber. Shout out to you. Welcome to the Stats Overbeat Cypher. My boy Ryan Mallison, part of the Cypher on Patreon. Y'all see him. He uh, thanked me. Because he put up 191 this week. His best performance ever. Dilly dilly to Ryan Mallison. You know what it is. Stats overbeat Cypher. My boy Mendo Bruce. You may see him in the chat room. You may see him on Patreon. He told me he won a Yahoo last man standing contest out of 200 entries. Our guy Mendo Bruce was the last man standing. I guess it was a kind of survivor action. Dilly dilly to Mendo Bruce. All right. Check this out. Extended family. We talk about the Fantasy Sports Network. I tell you about the guys over on Daily Roto. I do promos. I do commercials with them. Colin Drew. Our guy, Colin Drew, who does like the Daily Roto Optimizer and all that stuff. Check this out. In a DraftKings tournament on Sunday, dude hit for $75,000. Then the next day, the Monday night, like, standalone slate, he won a tournament, hit for another $150,000. Within 24 hours, dude cleared two hundred and twenty-five k That's why you got to listen to us here at Fantasy Freestyle with the Stats Overbeat Cypher. That's why you got to listen to the Fantasy Sports Network. That's why you got to listen to our people over at DailyRoto.com. We talk about the exclusive edge in-season fantasy package over on Roto Experts. These are the tools to help you win your leagues, and win that cash. Also, big shout-out to my boy Steve G. He hit me up on Twitter. I retweeted it. You guys may know what I'm talking about. I retweeted it being like, that's when you know you're really part of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. He said, you know, he was, work, he was doing something with his, with his wife in the kitchen, whatever, and he heard news about the Ajayi injury, going to IR. And he said, somehow, you know, it triggers something in your mind. And he started singing the darn Kenny Galladay song. And couldn't get it out of his head, right? And he's humming it to himself. And his wife goes, uh, are you humming Madonna? So that's when you know your stats over beat Cypher. I wanted to say what's up to everybody out there. But let's open up the phone lines now. Let's get to the callers. 
We got three that I want to talk about. Maybe we'll get to some more. First call up here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Let's help people win their leagues, win that cash. Connor down in Tampa, you are first on the Fantasy Freestyle. How can we help you? Hope you're doing well. If you're five, you know, week through five weeks, if you're five and oh, awesome. If you're four and one, awesome. If you're three and two, you're in great shape. I will also tell you, if you're two and three, but you have a good amount of points, you're all right. There's no need to panic, okay? It's the points. It's still the points that I'm worried about. Record is obviously first, but if you're two and three and got a good squad and putting up big numbers, I am not too concerned. You could have just run into some bad matchups. Connor and Tampa, what's your record and how can we help you out for week six and beyond, brother? What up, man? How you doing? All right. Um, I'm, I'm two and three, and I'm the highest scoring team in the league. I See? lost my last three in a row. So don't panic. Don't panic because your team yeah, is quality and can put up numbers. Tom Barkley, Joe Mixon, yeah. all of them folks. You are, right, you are. Right. So what you need? Yeah. My question is, so um, I got Mike Thomas and Kenny Galladay on the bye, right? Yeah. So I need a wide receiver two in a flex play. So my options, pick two. Corey Davis, Chris Thompson, AP is probably not going to play. Kenny, oh, not Kenny Galladay, Christian Kirk and Doug Baldwin. Uh, Corey Davis, Thompson, you said Kirk. And Baldwin? Yeah. And AP. AP. Yeah, it's not AP for me. Is this PPR or standard? Yeah. 0.5 PPR. PPR. Oh, half point. Um, you're not going to like my answer. I'm telling you right now, Connor, you're not going to like what I have to say. Uh, Chris well, Thompson's got to get in there. Chris Thompson's got to get in there for me because, to your point, Adrian Peterson ain't doing jack. Washington is, you know, don't have any real offense down the field. They're checking it down. You saw Thompson getting a lot of opportunities in the passing game. So Thompson is one of them for me. Here's the part you're not going to like. I think the answer is Doug Baldwin. And, and, and the thing is, like, all these guys, you know, you, know, you don't really know. I'm looking at the matchups, right? And it's not like an amazing matchup by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, Oakland doesn't, surprise, doesn't scare me. Baldwin got shut down, but that was the Rams' defense. This is different. And here's the other thing. I don't know if you guys see this in the schedule. The Seahawks-Raiders game this week. Is across the pond. It's in London. It's one of these Wembley games, okay? And that kind of normalizes weird things. I'm taking Baldwin just because he's the best player there. He's the blue blood. For me, it's Thompson and it's Baldwin, brother man. I hope it works, but don't panic with your two and three team because you do have good points. Let's move it on to the stats over beats cipher. Caller number two is marvelous. Hey, marvelous. Are you one of my recent uh, Patreon subscribers? That's marvelous as well. That's right, man. I wanted to say dilly dilly, man. What's up? Dilly dilly, marvelous. What's going dude? on? How can we help you out? That's what it is. Dilly dilly. Yo, the Patreon subscribers, the stats over beat Cypher, win our leagues, win that cash. I give out extra picks, marvelous. You could attest to this. I give out extra picks on the Patreon, and those picks, I believe, are 12 and 6 overall this season so far, trying to help people win their cash. But, marvelous, what's good, brother? Yeah, man, even if I don't get the question, I just wanted to say, like, I, I just wanted, I'm not a ball or anything, man. I'm a blue collar worker, but I just wanted to say, that that was my way of showing you that I, I appreciate you and no thank doubt. you, man. And uh, you hit on so much of my stuff already, dude. You know, I believe with you and I'm riding with you to the chip, dude, all the way. That's what it is, Marvelous. Um, Listen, I appreciate that, brother. Um, you may be newer to the cipher, but you could ask around, man. This It matters to me. All right? I do this. It's very clear. People say they love my passion, all that nonsense, and that's great. But I do this because yeah. it's fun. I love it, and it really brings joy to my heart to hear exactly what you just did, Marvelous. Thank you. That's all yeah, I can I say. You, man. Thank I you, brother. I appreciate it. That's what we grind. Can I ask you a trade question, though, brother? Yeah, go ahead. 
All right, so so I'm 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 a little hurting right now because I ain't got a wide receiver three. Yeah, my wide receiver three is Larry Fitzgerald. So um, I I got I want to just give you a couple names off the waiver wire and a couple and, and the trade that I have. So I will say yes right or now, no very Godwin, quickly, rapid fire. Right, right. Goodwin, Kirk, Godwin is on the uh, on the market, and then the trade is uh, Fitz and Hines for Hilton is who I'm trying to get, but he's offering me Mike Williams for Hines. Nah, keep Naheem Hines, especially if that's PPR formats, okay, brother? You want to keep Naheem Hines. Yeah. He's going to wind up being just like a James White kind of guy. He's gonna, Naheem Hines is going to catch five, him? six, seven balls every week. Um, the Larry Fitz, yeah, your options are what? Godwin, you said? That's intriguing. Yeah, I got, I got, I got Godwin, Kirk, Goodwin, Anderson, Inunua. Not Anderson. Uh, Inunua? Ken. Listen, Inunua, Kirk, Godwin, all, of, all three of those guys. I can understand if you make the move. That's what I'll say, Marvelous. I can understand with Inunua, with Godwin, with Kirk. I can understand if you do it. I wouldn't do it with Kirk because that's the same offense. You know what I mean? I wouldn't do that. Um, I, so if you don't want to ride with Larry Fitz, I understand it. With Inunua, I could see it. With Godwin, I could see it. But it's up to you, Marvelous. It's kind of your call. For me, it's like a kind of a coin flip. But I wouldn't right, do it with man, Kirk because you got Fitzy. All right, man? All right, thank you, brother. Anytime, and I really appreciate it. Let's go down to the ATL down there. Uh, Rude. Is that Rude? Rude? Rude in Atlanta. What's going on, Rude? You, uh, you on the line here. Fantasy Freestyle Stats Overbeat Cypher. What's good? Uh, what's up? What's up? Yeah, it's Rude. R-U-D-E, man. All right, what up, Rude? Quick. I got two trades. Uh, I made two trades in two different leagues. Okay. And I want to, I want to get your opinion. So the first trade was... Don't tell me. Here's what uh, it is, Rude. Connor. Do me a favor. Wait, Rude. Do me, do me a favor. If you yeah. want my honest opinion, don't tell me if you got or received which side. Just tell me the two sides of the trade and I'll tell you which side I like better. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. So, 10-team league for this, uh, for this league. Yep. Uh, PPR, James Conner, Devontae Freeman, and receive in uh, Zeke Elliott. Uh, I like whoever got Zeke Elliott best. I do. Great. I like that trade. Because Connor, as I just said, is going to diminish, right, over time. Freeman has all these injury concerns. Zeke Elliott is a locked and loaded RB1 week to week. At this point in time, Rude, and everybody out there, I know it's week six, week seven, you got buys and all this stuff, but I've said it before, I'll say it again. You're looking for the studs that you could roll out there that will win you weeks in weeks 11 and beyond. And James Conner is not going to be that dude when Lev Bell comes back. He's going to get downgraded a little bit. Freeman, I'm worried about because of all the injuries. Zeke Elliott, though, he qualifies as that dude, Rude. So I like the Zeke Elliott side. Give me the other one, brother, man. Okay, the other one is the um, 12 team standard. Yep. Um, Philip Lindsay, Tevin Coleman, Josh uh, Gordon uh, received Cooper Cup. Mm. Interesting. This one is tougher. This one is closer to me, okay? I, I Listen, Cup is the best player by far to me. I love me some Cooper Cup. I love me some Cooper Cup. I think he's the leader of that Rams herd, right? But this one of the teams, whether it's you or the other guy, is getting Lindsey and Tevin Coleman and Gordon. Like, that may be too much of a price to pay. I slightly lean to the Lindsey, Coleman, and Gordon side, but this one is much closer. And because it's three for one, I can understand, like, maybe somebody has the depth and can trade from that depth. So I would need to know the whole teams of some of them. But this one's a lot closer. I would slightly lean to the Lindsey, Cole, and Gordon side. Can I say it real quick? Yeah. The team I got? 
Well, okay, I got Shirley. Yep. I got Mixon, Thielen. So you wound up getting Adam. Cup? You're telling me you got Cup because you have all this other good I stuff? Got cup. Listen, if you got all these yeah, other studs, cup. then I can understand it. You're like solidifying the top of yeah. your roster because you're doing exactly what I just said yeah. for the playoff push. So I understand that, brother. All right, Rude, I want to get to one other guy. So I understand what you're doing. I think you made good trades based on your roster. Come hit me up anytime over here on the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Jacob in Vegas, we know what happens there stays there, um, especially for those Packerderm, the winter fresh Packerderms over there in that establishment. What's going on, Jacob? How can we help? Yeah, what's going on, man? Um, so. Again, I, I made that trade I told you about for Gala Day. That worked out for me quite nice. There you go. I'm telling um, you, that's what we do. We listen to the speeds on, on Gala Day, of course. What else? You know what I'm saying? What but now I'm, 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 still, I'm still messing around with that T.Y. Hilton injury stuff. Right. And I'm kind of struggling with receivers again. So right. um, a guy offered me a trade, yep. um, James White, for Tyreek Hill. I'll, I'll be getting Tyreek Hill. You'll be getting Tyreek Hill? Yeah. What, is this PPR? With standard? Half point, half point 12. And man. you're getting Tyreek Hill? What are the other... If you traded away James White, name me like two or three other running backs that you own that you'd be starting in, like if you lost James White. All right, so, so I got Zeke the Freak. Great. I got Jordan Howard. Fine. And I got Carlos Hyde. Say no more. Do it. Get yourself Tyreek Hill. Do that's it. That's easy, right? Get yourself Tyreek Hill, right? Because okay. that's the stud you've been worrying about, the wide receiver position, T.Y., Gala, all that stuff. Get yourself the stud that is Tyreek Hill. And my only concern was that if you traded away James White, would you be like, you know, SOL on your running backs? But you said Zeke. You said, you know, you gave me Howard. You gave me Hyde. You gave me, like, representative running backs. So that's okay. Go get yourself Tyreek Hill, brother, man, and be happy about it, what stays there in Vegas. You know, and by the way, Jacob, next time I'm in Vegas, can I hit you up? Can you take me around to some spots? Can you hook me up? Anytime, bro. I work in the MGM, so. Oh, word? You know? Yo. (laughs) Yeah. The MGM Sportsbook is kind of like heaven to me. You know, when I wake up, when I'm in Vegas, I wake up relatively hungover. But all I, I realize that all I got to do is summon enough energy to just hit the sports book. Like the field of recliners. I can recoup from my hangover there while watching sports. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. I appreciate that. You had MGM. Now I know, Jacob. I might have to hit you up in the future. That's what it is. Stats overbeat cipher. Spread love. Thank you, uh, Jacob. Yeah, go get yourself Tyreek Hill. Thanks to everybody here on the cipher. Thanks to everybody in the chat room. All right, Danny Otto, let's bring you in here right now. 76 people liking my ish. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you to everybody out there. Dilly dilly to everybody. Yo, Danny, real quick, check this out. Somebody was down by 42 points, had Breeze. Um, but the opponent also had Ben Watson. So they made up all the points, but the last pass of Drew Breeze was to Ben Watson. So the guy in the PPR format got more points, and he wound up losing by .9. Hashtag Game of Inches. What do you think? Damn. It's tough. Damn. Not at the level that we've seen. Send me them. Hashtag game of inches. All right, we'll be back on Thursday. Hopefully, my Yankees will still have a game on Thursday. You know what it is, right? We got to hit this foul pole sometime. I'm going to be out. We'll talk more. Picks, DFS, all that stuff on Thursday. Hit me on Twitter. Hit me on Patreon. Yatusabe. Dilly dilly to the cypher. We out.